what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, June 16th, 2023. Just remembered an old childhood friend's birthday today. Happy birthday. Jared Slothauer. Probably the only time I've ever been broken up with in a friendship directly and over the phone. One of the weirdest moments of my life. It was just like a weeknight. I was sitting there and I got a call on our landline. And it was my friend Jared. And it was I was probably like, I don't know, probably right around end of middle school, start of high school. He and I and my brother Jack, brother of the podcast, Jack Furness, were all very good friends. Definitely like our closest childhood friend. And uh, basically just got broken up with over the phone. Out of the blue... We'd probably hung out just days earlier. I don't really recall, but uh, from that point forward, I, I we like saw each other here and there after that, but it was always very awkward. And I remember feeling very like embar- embarrassed and ashamed that it happened, and I didn't understand why. And to this day, I still don't understand why. I don't have an explanation. And then trying to like avoid talking about my best friend with other members of my family because I was, like, weirded out by it and felt embarrassed. So, good stuff. Happy birthday to the J-Train. I think he's uh, got to be the big 3-0 for Jared. So, hope wherever you are, my friend, hope you're having a good day. My name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. It is a big weekend. It is Father's Day weekend on Sunday. We got it's our Father's Day special. It is Juneteenth. On Monday, the 19th, this will be the first year I've ever had Juneteenth off in my life. I feel like ever since Biden signed that into federal whatever, it's 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 catching fire here, like Katniss Everdeen, and more and more people are starting to get it off. But I think it's probably still going to live in that kind of nebulous with MLK Day and President's Day. Although I think, so MLK Day and Juneteenth are federal holidays. I don't think President's Day is a federal holiday, is it? I don't really know how these things are classified, nor does it really matter, I think, because, hey, I get MLK Day off. That's a relatively new thing. Um, And I get Juneteenth off, a super new thing. I'm fairly certain those are both federal holidays, but um, I don't get President's Day off. According to Wikipedia, President's Day officially Washington's birthday at the federal government level, so... It's Washington's birthday at the federal government level is a holiday in the United States. Okay, but I don't know. Oh, since 1879 has been the federal holiday honoring founding father George Washington. What I'm getting from this is that the fact that something is a federal holiday doesn't actually mean anything for, I guess, companies. Private companies would probably be the way that works, right? If you're public, not public, but if you are a uh, you know taxpayer-funded Uh, state uh, or government, let's call it government entity or organization, you're probably not going to be open on any of those days, I think is what what I'm trying to get at here. So you got a three-day weekend, which is very exciting. Weird weather in Chicago, super cold this morning. It's coming back, though. I tell you what, I'll I'll jump into this real quick, and then we'll get going on our show here, because I don't want to be too long today. I went this morning, so if you're in Chicago, you probably heard of it at this point. It started last year. 
uh, a movement, a group, if you will, a loosely organized collection of people called Friday Morning Swim Club. So this was launched last year in like May or June or something. Essentially, it's a group of people who go out to Montrose Harbor and jump in Lake Michigan on Friday mornings. And I've been, I don't know, I think it's skeptical isn't the right word, but I've never actually gone. I've certainly never jumped in. Uh, I've had friends who go and it's turned into a, turned into a pretty big kind of social thing here in the city of Chicago. I mean, at times there'll be thousands of people there who jump in. And, um, I decided this morning, I actually had a hard time sleeping last night, which is not typically the case for me, but I was, it was like 445. I woke up and I was just like, I can't, uh, I'm not going back to sleep. Uh, I knew I had a long work day today and it was long. It was really rough. So I decided, you know what, let's get some steps in. It's about two and a half miles from door to jump spot. But of course it's so cold here. I had had to put on sweatpants and a hoodie and I could see my breath as I was walking. It was crazy, but I went out there. It was, uh, in case you're not in Chicago, it was about 52, 53 degrees this morning. Lake is pretty chilly. There were still probably at least, I don't know, four or 500 people who showed up. And uh, some of them jumped in, many did not, but good on those people. And uh, I didn't, I, I just literally walked there, sat down, watched, observed for about all of 10 minutes, and then I walked back. Uh, but I got my steps in, and I can say I've been to Friday Morning Swim Club. I'll say this. I don't go swimming in Lake Michigan that often solely because it's always cold, and oftentimes you get pretty choppy waves. And I don't know. When you jump in and you get the shock of the cold, and then on top of that you get the, uh, you know, you're trying to like, even if you're a good swimmer, the choppiness can kind of throw you off a little bit. So, I haven't uh, haven't gone swimming in in the lake in a while. Probably not where I uh, thought for sure my fingers were going to get a year ago exactly. Probably even a little bit longer than that. So it's 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 fun. Good on those people. They have a good time. So I did that. I, I is advised. When you're listening to the Beantown Podcast, number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. What I think today is going to be light. It's going to be fun. And uh, it's our Father's Day special, and we got to start off. There's some other things I want to mention here. We got Dad Trivia going on. We got a palindrome, which is not going to be super exciting. We've got a new uh, comedy sketch idea I want to float by all of you. And I came. Uh, we got Dad Memories. I came across a piece of classical music. We're not going to play it or anything, but I just have to share it with the world because I don't even – I thank God for YouTube for uh, – somehow thrown this into my algorithm. I don't know how I came across it, but it's easily my new favorite thing. I think I've I've probably been listening to it basically on repeat for like five days. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. What I know, it's there's not even much available uh, information on it unless I, I'd have to try to do some more deep digging. But we're going to start off because I woke up Wednesday morning and I'll also mention uh, hello to my friends in Pakistan. Uh, Hyderabad, Karachi, Khyber Pass. I don't know if they celebrate Father's Day in Pakistan, but it seems like a, a fairly patriarchal. Is it patriarchal or patriarchal? I think just patriarchal, right? Patriarchy, patriarchal society. Yeah, I'll spell it for you, but I'm looking right at it. P a t i r a r c h a l. I think I could do that without it. 
pretty patriarchal society. So uh, hello to my friends in Pakistan. Thank you for listening. Oh, and I'll also just mention, uh, congratulations podcast, Deji, for getting married last week at Harvard. He's a Harvard man. He's actually been married for three years now, but this was just the celebration. And I tell you what, there's a whole other podcast we could do there about uh, some of the stuff that happened, set up, tear down. Uh, but I'm not going to linger. I'm not going to be smirch. And I will not say ill uh, on public airwaves of anyone. Uh, certainly not in the family. So it was a beautiful time. Glad that I could help. Glad we could make your day so special. So congratulations to those guys. Son of uh, Anna to the podcast, Anna, who got us turned on to the whole George Santos thing and the George Soros thing. And she's been on once or twice before. It's been a while, probably four or five years, but she has been on. Okay, but going back here, Father's Day. Now, if you're new to the show, you won't know this because we totally boofed on it, B-O-O-F-E-D, like Boof Bonzer. Speaking of Boof Bonzer, we're going to have some base, some dad-centric baseball trivia in a couple minutes here. So you got that to look forward to. If you don't know Boof Bonzer, just go to baseballreference.com or your favorite Wikipedia page and have some fun looking at the Boof Here's a very brief, before we talk about what actually happened to me on Wednesday. Do you think, okay, first trivia question, unplanned trivia question, is Boof Bonzer, that, so in case you don't know, he's a pitcher, a relief pitcher for a while, played for the Twins. I think he had a stint with the Cubs. I'm sure other teams, relief pitchers play for everyone. But do you think Boof was actually his first name? I'm going to guess no. Then the fun part is guessing what do you think Boof Bonzer's first name actually was. And I will be more surprised if it's Boof than something like Reginald. But let's do a quick Google search. We always learn on the Beantown Podcast. If nothing else, we learn things. Boof Bonzer, American baseball athlete. All right, here we go. Oh, friend of the show, base or uh, probably a baseball legend too, but a piano legend is going to appreciate this. So... Get your guesses in. You can email us, beantownpodcastyahoo.com, In case you don't know, in case you're not a boof head, he's 41 now. He's from St. Petersburg, Florida. The teams he played for, not as many as I would have thought. Uh, just three major league teams, the Twins from 06 to 08, the Sox, Red Sox, and the Athletics in 2010. So he only logged, what, four seasons total? He was not around a lot, just in a formative time. Okay, but to actually get to the bottom of this, Boof Bonzer's full first name, John Paul. So if you go to his Wikipedia, it says John Paul Boof Bonzer. I love it. J.P. Boof. Sounds like a mobster or something. J.P. Boof. J.P. LaBoof. Shia LaBoof. Um, I woke up Wednesday, and I got to tell you, my I feel like my creativity for the most part, especially musically, not as high now as, especially when I was like single living alone. I just feel like there was a lot more time for my head to just kind of wander to places unknown. And I still try to stay, you know, creative with the comedy, with the podcast, music to a lesser extent. But I tell you what, I woke up this morning or Wednesday morning, rather it's Friday now. And I said, we got to do a father's day song. So to finish the thought I, I had started saying, back in the good old days of the Beantown Podcast, we're in year six now. I think it was the first three years, but we might have done a fourth one too. I can't recall. I know it did not happen last year, year five. Somehow we started the tradition of 
writing a Father's Day song and debuting it on the podcast and our Father's Day episode. Now, they they tend to be specific to my dad. We've had ones that I know the I think the most recent one was uh, a, like a Randy Newman parody. There was one that had some great effects on it. It, it mentioned Macy's and Thanksgiving Day parades. That, and then there was the original one, which I don't even remember how it goes. I'm pretty sure it's on the YouTube channel. If you go to my YouTube channel, Quinn David Furness, you can probably find all of them in some capacity. But if you're out there and you start exploring and you go to my YouTube channel, you'll also notice that our most recent video, in fact, it's the first uploaded video. We've had some lives, but it's our first uploaded video on the YouTube channel in five months. The one I did before that was a wedding video. I'm kind of, you know, dabbling in videography for my brother uh, and my sister-in-law, Jack and Nicole. There is a new one. So we're back with another Father's Day song. Cornbread Muffins was it in was it in 2020. That was the Randy Newman one. So I guess we just did one, two, three. We botched year four and year five. We boofed it. So Cornbread Muffins is year three. Year two, oh man, I'm, I'm going through all my quarantine stuff videos. I was pretty prolific back then. P-R-O-L-I-F-I-C. Anyways, I don't know. We don't have to get to the bottom of all this stuff. Happy Father's Day 2019. I think that's the one with some good effects. And I thought that we had a song in 2018 as well. Oh, there's the must-watch hot dog eating contest. The ill-fated Matthew Fiedler, Quinn Furness, Beantown Unplugged concert series. Anyways, I might try to dig that up later. I think there was a song, but it wasn't separated out. It was just on the regular podcast feed uh, with the rest of the episode. I'll, I'll save that for later. What I'm trying to say is woke up Wednesday and I said, I got to write a song. So I went down. I got a notepad, tore out a piece of paper, got a Sharpie, and I just started drawing. And I said, this is how I've never written a song this way, but I said, this is how we're going to write this song. It reminds me of like, it's always sunny, Charlie Day's character. Sometimes he'll write like a script and it's just pictures. I think the the Nightman cometh instead of sheet music, he has like pictures and they're supposed to read that to sing their songs and stuff. That's kind of what's going on here. So I drew it. You probably saw it on social media. I posted the image. I'm literally sitting there. It's, I was working from home. It was like 7.30 a.m. So I didn't have to go to the office. I drew a spider with a top hat. A globe, freehand, okay? Uh, you got, you know, North America, South America, Africa, Europe. No one wants to drive the other, draw the other side. It's just the ocean. And then on the bottom, I have a grand piano, all drawn from memory. I was very proud of myself. Anyone knows me knows I am not a visual artist. That is not my thing. I think I took one drawing class at homeschool when I was, I don't know, 10 years old, something like that. I drew that. Then I jotted down two sentences sitting on top of the world's or yes, spinning. Oh, spinning on top of the world. I have it with me, but it's on the other side of the room. I can't see that far spinning on top of the world, spinning inside of my head. And all of a sudden I just started flowing. I sat down at the piano and I just went for it. So I'll say this, my inspiration, sort of what I was drawing upon as I created, as I crafted this song in the recording studio on Wednesday, was like a little bit of Bowie and a little bit of Goodbye Yellowbrick Road. 
And uh, in case you just want to listen to this independently, it's on the YouTube channel now. You can find it also beantownpodcast.com. We put it on the homepage. But I, this is the world premiere of Father, Happy Father's Day 2023. This one's called Daddy Long Legs. And we're going to play it for you live on the podcast now. And we'll be right back. So enjoy the world premiere. Happy Father's Day. Here's Daddy Long Legs. blood flows spinning around us tonight and my daddy enjoyed it so we laid down the the piano track after a couple rehearsals 
and then did the vocals on top of that. So I had a great time. I hope you enjoyed it. That's a song for all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day. It's on our YouTube channel. You can see all the lyrics there if you'd like. Written from the heart. All right, we got a couple things lined up here uh, in the second half of today's Beantown podcast. We're going to move through it pretty quickly. But first, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, and I want to make sure we get a full ad read in here for Home Pride Oregon because it is Father's Day. Oh, and by the way, I, I was just curious. While that was playing, because I not only did I record and everything, but actually in the making of this podcast, I put it in uh, the track, obviously, and then I also listened to the whole thing because it's just kind of catchy, to be honest. Like, I'm not blowing smoke up my own ass. Uh, I am a little bit, but I think it's pretty catchy. It's not perfect. I mean, I'll say this, from conception, even before conception, from the time I decided that I was going to do a Father's Day song to the finished product uh, being ready was probably two hours. Um, So I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, let's do our ad reads here, though, if I can find it in the Beantown podcast. I might be signed into the wrong Google account, which would be tragic. I sure am. Let's switch that. Quinn.Furnace at gmail.com. That's the one that we want. All right, here we go. Home Pride Oregon, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, i got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest New home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold, and I sure am, on the home inspection market, and you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust, call Steve at 541-410-0316. Or for all you Gen Xers out there, Gen Zers, just go to the website, homepriororegon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or visit homepriororegon.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. I also want to give a shout-out to the Samson Q2U series. It's got crisp, clear audio quality. It sounds good. It tastes great. When God speaks, he uses Samson. I still have in my original Beantown Ad reads copy, which is the Google Doc, which I don't think has been touched for probably four years, five years. I still have, well, I've never actually written a Samsung Q2U series uh, copy. It just says shout out to the Samsung Q2U series. So a little bit of kind of Emerald City pulling the curtain back kind of stuff. But then I also have written TV Guide Story. Original Beanheads will recall that I once used my spirit points to get a year long magazine subscription to the TV guide, which was ironic at the time because I didn't own a TV. I still don't have cable or anything, but I have two two TVs now. Um, But they sent me four copies, and then I never actually got anything after that. So I guess I only had enough points for a month. It was three or four copies. That was it. So I still have it written here. Old relic of of Beantown Yore, Y-O-R-E. Finally, our good friends at Cuts by Q. I just did a nice little shave by Q today. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's a little like Enter Sandman, just different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Cook County, Northwest Indiana, uh, I don't know, McHenry County too. I'll take the Metro. 
and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or you can email CutsbyQ at Yahoo.com. Again, that's Cuts, Q-U-T-Z, by Q at Yahoo.com. Oh, no more songs. More songs on the podcast today. When you need a fresh do, something snappy and nude, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. In case you're curious, oh, our phone is ringing. Potential spam. Let's let's see what's going on. You know what? This is good. It's, it's uh, labeled potential spam. Let's put it on speakerphone. Let's see what happens. Welcome to the Bean Tom Podcast. You are live on the air. Dead air. Show, call ended. You know, if you're going to do a spam call at 5 o'clock on a Friday, you got to be ready to join the live podcast. It's highly disappointing. Okay. Our palindrome of the day is super exciting. It's dad. D-A-D. Or if you're Dutch, it's probably like D-A-A-D, which is still a palindrome. That's why this show works. It's cosmopolitan. It's international. It's got flair. It's got style. It's got substance. Most importantly, it's got heart. And more importantly, it's got dads. I I would say I'm like 99 in how many decimal points do we, we want to put on this point? 9999% confident. That's pretty confident that I'm not a dad. Because I feel like I have tabs on everything. Um, Just not even going to go down that rabbit hole anymore. I'm pretty sure that I shouldn't be celebrating yet. But that doesn't mean that I can't celebrate my dad's. I have one, and I'm about to get a second one. Although he's graciously welcomed me into the family for three and a half years now. Uh, I wanted to share just two brief, and there's, there's, it's not anything dramatic, two brief dad memories, and then um, we got a quick music thing and then our dad trivia. That's the end of the show here. Um, so I was thinking about this earlier, like it's Father's Day. I know we're doing the song, but I'd like to share just some, some very quick dad memories. And there's, look, when we talk about like remembering our loved ones, there's always the big moments, you know, which are great. Um, you know, kind of the big things that you remember. But then there's also, there's the little things too, right? The the things that in most nine out of 10 of those little things you'll never remember, you forget. So I was just trying to think like, what are some little moments Um Obviously, with my my own dad, I have uh, 28 years to draw upon versus the future father-in-law of the podcast, Jose. Shout out to Jose. Um, I told Rachel, shout out to fiance of the podcast, Rachel. She is lovely. That I would give Jose a shout out. Hopefully, he'll listen. He had to wait 28 minutes to hear his name. Um, Only three and a half years of, of experiences. But here we go. Let's start off with a very quick, I mentioned these are just brief fleeting things that I remember that uh, the dads probably don't even remember. Well, one of them, the the Jose one is a little bit more just kind of it's happened many times, but I still love it. This one with Steve was just a one-time thing as far as I remember. So uh, we've never, other than when we had a friend of the show, Tim Muther on for Easter, it was probably 2020 maybe, um, talked a little bit of detasseling there because he was our our boss for detasseling essentially. But detasseling corn was our, our our job growing up, our child labor thing growing up. Every summer, once you turn 12, you detassel corn. And it was just um, easily the most grueling 
job I've ever, ever had. I wouldn't say it's the worst job I've ever had because it's really nice to make some of that money when you're, you know, 12, 13, 14, whatever. Uh, I mean, you're probably, it was probably when I was 12, honestly, making like five bucks an hour, something like that. And you're working just, it's, I mean, it's laughable in hindsight, but Hey, when you're 12, you don't mind that much. Uh, well, a lot of, a lot of my colleagues did mind, but I just wanted the paycheck and you, you do it sometimes with some people, you know, and it's, you know, there's a lot of things to hate, a lot of things to, you know, that weren't so bad. But at the end of the day, you'd be exhausted. So I remember, I think it was the first, it, I don't know if it was necessarily my first everyday detasseling, but it was the first day of the season. Uh, and it was when I did it with uh, brother of the podcast, Jack, who we probably shared four or five seasons together. And um, I remember my dad, Steve, picking us up from the old shop co in Belvedere. Our house in Cherry Valley was about halfway equidistant between the Belvedere Shopco and Mount Olive Lutheran, uh, kind of on the north side of Rockford. And so we, we would oftentimes just get picked up at the Shopco because um, that's where the bus got to first, east east side of the metro area. So my dad picked us up, and, and uh, you know, anyone who knows me and our family, we didn't have much growing up, and so we didn't have a lot of, like, it wasn't super frequent that we like got to have many fun treats outside of, you know, like having ice cream at the house and stuff just didn't, it didn't happen very often. So my dad picked us up and we were driving home along I 20 there, or, um, uh, us highway 20 there. And we got to stop in at a gas station and, uh, we got to each get an, our, you know, it was a, basically a big gulp and it's not called that, but you know, a big old 32 ounce or styrofoam cup, and I just remember it was I, it was so hot and it was so muddy and I was so thankful that dad allowed us, probably gave us each 75 cents, 69 cents or something to go in there and get, I filled it up with Sprite and ice and that was probably the best Sprite I've ever had in my life. So small fleeting moment. It's definitely not like a top five core memory for me, but it's just something I thought of earlier. And I remember um, being so happy that I got to do that. Um, so thank you to dad of the podcast, Steve Furness for doing that and call him if you need your home inspected. Uh, and then, uh, for Jose, a father-in-law of the podcast here, uh, I thought of a couple specific things and I, I decided to settle on just more of a kind of, uh, you know, it's happened many times, but I love it. There's nothing better than sitting down on the couch, the nice old sectional there, the black leather, relaxing. We both we're both in the the seats that have the feet that go up, you know, so you're nice and cozy. Bring out that yellow bag of peanut M and M's, and at first it's it's like no, I'm just gonna have one or two, and the next thing you know, most of the bag is gone. And he's he he tends to turn on some action movie that I otherwise would never make time to watch. And uh, sometimes it's a miss, sometimes it's really fun, but either way, it's just great to spend time together. So there is a fun memory, a fun. Father's Day memory for both of my dads. So happy Father's Day to the two of you. We've got one more dad-related thing here, trivia to close the show. I did just want to briefly mention, though, and look, if you're not into classical music at all, I get it. And if you just want to tune out the next couple of minutes, I get that too. But I'm telling you, I, I, I mentioned, I teased this half an hour ago. On my YouTube algorithm, I don't know how it popped up. I think it was just like Monday maybe. I don't listen to a ton of classical music these days. I kind of go in, in spurts, right? I'll have I'll have weeks where I'm really listening to a ton of um, Joplin or something, right? 
excuse me, I'm belching a lot, uncontrollable belching. Mercy. Uh, we're going to actually do a quick pause on the podcast just because it's getting choppy. All right, hopefully it's smoother now. You don't really know it if you're not in the recording booth with me behind the scenes, but when I'm using this Mac that is officially now over 10 years old, and I'm using the GarageBand software that hasn't been updated since the Clinton administration, um, it's, it's like right now, because I just restarted the re- recording process or the I hit the recording button, basically, it's running real smooth in terms of like how it moves from left to right on the screen. But as it goes over time, it gets super choppy. And the choppier it gets, it doesn't necessarily impact the audio quality that you all are listening to, but it makes me very nervous. And then frequently it will just like get so choppy that it just gives up and dies, which is fun. I would say at this point that happens once an episode on average. Hasn't happened yet today, so knock on wood. One knock. But what I was saying is I don't even need to beat around the bush. I'm just going to come out come outright and say this. This piece that I'm about to share with you, um, just in name only, I encourage you to listen to it in your own time. It is totally badass. So here's here's what it is. It's by a composer named Joseph Weiss, who, as far as I can tell, composed like two or three pieces in his lifetime. He was like a turn-of-the-century, uh, 19th to 20th century uh, like list disciple, basically. And obviously, it shows in this piece. But he wrote a fantasy... Uh, essentially think of it as like a, 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 a fantasy in classical music is, it can mean many things, but one of the things it means is piano composers will take wor- larger works like a symphony or frequently an opera. And basically it's not a, it's not like a one-to-one transcription of that work. It's just taking the basic themes or like think of it as like the most popular songs from that show and arranging some sort of one-act uh, performance, uh, piano performance, uh, that kind of melds those themes together in, in one kind of beautiful, long song. That's essentially what a fantasy is. Um, I, I had a favorite one growing up. It was by List, and it was uh, from themes from uh, Don Giovanni, I believe, by Mozart. And that's a great one, too. You can find a long, long performance uh, it's like 16 minutes, but it's fantastic. And I would sight read through that when I was probably, you know, 13, 14, something like that. And it's still a fantastic piece. This one is from Carmen, which is a very famous opera, probably the most famous French opera there is, George Bizet, B-I-Z-E-T, which I, it's a, a, it could be a longer story. It doesn't need to be, but I was supposed to see Carmen when I was 18, a freshman in college. My then-girlfriend at the time, Katie, had uh, was a she is a, a great French horn player, big into classical music, much more than I ever was. And she bought us tickets at the uh, Lyric Opera, which is like the real deal, expensive tickets to go see Carmen. And we got down there, and she forgot the tickets, so we went to like a McDonald's, had dinner, and went home instead. So I've to, to this day I've never seen Carmen. However, it has some very famous themes. Um, Arguably, the most famous one is um, the Hab- Habanera. Is that what it is? So that's one that's super famous. And then there's uh, the Overture. If you just turn on the start of Carmen, you'll hear this. And then, I mean... 
the last one, the Toreador song, something that everyone's heard in their lifetime. They couldn't, not everyone's going to be able to place it, but. So this Joseph Weiss is a list disciple. He writes a fantasy that includes some of the top themes from Carmen. It's obviously, you know, clearly list inspired, but it's also very forward thinking in that it, interweaves a lot of like Rachmaninoff technique and I it's 10 minutes so it's not brief but it's not terribly long either this is I I am just blown away not only the composition itself but and I don't know if this is an original I I don't think it's a Joseph Weiss recording advice recording is probably he's he's you know probably um what was list he was uh Hungarian so I don't know if he was Hungarian or Austrian or what he was but I, and I don't know if you, you can just Google it, Joseph Weiss, Carmen Fantasy. You'll see the top hit is sheet music. There's only like two or three performances of it out there. But this thing is legit. And whoever performed it is absolutely legit. It is, you look at it and you, some of the comments indicate this too. And I, I believe this to be true. It is right up there, if not beyond what List ever produced from a technical difficulty perspective. Uh, it's one of those things where you listen to it and you're like, oh my gosh, you got to play this. And then you get through the first page of sheet music. Not that I've tried, I'm not foolish enough to, and you're like, no, I'm not going to play this. Um, but it is breathtaking. And I think my favorite part about this whole thing is there's some of those, those top songs from Carmen that we all know, the top themes, melodies, and the whole, I mean, if you, if you know Carmen, you'll, you know, recognize everything going on in the fantasy, but he holds on to those most famous ones, the overture, the Toreador till the very end. And so it's the whole thing is like building towards that. And then when it finally emerges, it's glorious. The ending is uh, wonderful. So I wouldn't normally take the time to like share with you a classical piece that I've really been digging lately, but I felt I had to for this one. Take 10 minutes out of your day. Go listen to it. It is spectacular. I just I just find it on YouTube. Um, just search Joseph Weiss, Joseph with an F, Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, Carmen Fantasy. Blown away. Mind-boggling stuff. Okay, our last thing today, and then we're going to call it quits. We have dad trivia, and I'll be honest, it's sports-related, so I get it if you don't want to participate but here we go and remind you can always email your answers beantownpodcast at yahoo.com again this beantown beanpodcast at yahoo.com okay so here we go i want you to name the famous father son duo well i give you full credit if you just give me the last name yes is it more fun if you get both first names i believe so okay so here we go i'm just gonna it's pretty straightforward so it's a father son duo the father was the first player in the 20th century to hit a grand slam in his first career big league game. Now, I was always under the impression, because I know this factoid, that he was the first one to ever do it. Apparently, there was a guy in like 1897 who did it. And I think it was his first at bat. This player did it. The father in this famous duo did it in his first ever big league at bat. That's probably not going to give it to you alone. I think... I tried to give some sun clues that were not beat you over the head with a stick, obvious, but interesting as well. So here we go. And I will say this, for all the non-trivia heads, non-baseball heads in the room, you have heard of the last name, I promise you, okay? 
well, I don't, don't hold me to a promise because I don't know if you lived under a rock and if you're like two years old listening to this show. I don't know. Okay, so here we go. Here's a clue for the sun. I think I have two of them. Okay, so number one, the son hit 11 career Grand Slams. Okay, so the father, his first game, he hit a Grand Slam. The son hit 11 career Grand Slams. And he hit eight home runs each off of five different pitchers. So that's the most he ever hit off of one pitcher, but he did it against five separate pitchers, eight home runs. So I'll give you, now I'll tell you the pitchers, and that will tell you, even if you're not super plugged into baseball, this will probably give you a, a general year idea. So here are the pitchers. I know I'm familiar with four of the five. The four I know, Chan Ho Park, Kurt Schilling, John Schmoltz, and Greg Maddox. And the one I was less familiar with is Terry Mulholland. Okay, so again, that second clue was that he hit eight home runs off of five different pitchers. And those pitchers were... Chanho Park, Kurt Schilling, John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, and Terry Mulholland. So if you need more time uh, to figure this one out, go ahead and pause, submit your answers, all that good stuff. Reminder, it's a father-son duo in Major League Baseball. And uh, we're going to reveal the answer now so we can wrap up this show. The answer is Bobby and Barry Bonds. So Bobby Bonds, famous, probably his most famous thing outside of being Barry's father is that he hit a grand slam in his first ever career game. And of course, Barry Bonds, I wasn't going to tell you he's like the all-time home run leader. That's boring. Basic gives it away. So hopefully you learned today that he has 11 career grand slams, which if you're curious, as I was sort of doing the research, I thought, well, Barry Bonds, he has 756 home runs. He's probably going to be like the leader number two in grand slams career-wise, right? No, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez has like 25 or something. Which, to be fair, Alex Rodriguez is like fourth all-time in home runs. I think it goes um, Bonds, Aaron, Ruth, then A-Rod. But uh, still, he has. I think A-Rod has like double the amount that Bonds has, which probably makes sense just contextually because A-Rod played on largely those those kick-ass Yankee teams. Um, and then Bonds, you know, the Giants went to the World Series once, I think, when Barry Bonds was a member. But... Um, by the time they won their three World Series, he was retired. So they weren't as good during the late 90s, early 2000s. So there you go. There's your Beantown Podcast trivia question of the week. Everyone, I hope you have a great Father's Day weekend. I hope you have a great Juneteenth. Uh, and I hope you're getting good weather wherever you're at. That's what I have for you guys. My name is Quinn David Furness. Reminder, uh, our new single, Daddy Long Legs is live on the Quinn Furnace YouTube channel now. Please go like, subscribe the channel. Give us a like on the song. Play it for your dad this Father's Day. You know he'll like it. Put a lot of time into it. I mentioned it is a whole two hours from inception to recording. So pretty crazy. Uh, that's what I got for you. We will come to you live next week with our last, no, second to last podcast of June. Not as exciting. That's what I got. Everyone, I hope that you stay safe, stay sane. Happy Father's Day. I'll check in on you next time. Bye.